Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating the Latino community about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. Yo, what's going on, Latin Wealth family? Welcome to another episode to the Latin Wealth Podcast. As you can see, I'm in the studio today. Very excited because we got another guest on the podcast. And before we get into this dope conversation, if you guys can do us a huge favor by sharing this episode with one other person that needs to hear the Latin Wealth Podcast, it would truly mean the world to us. And man, I'm excited to jump into this conversation because this is a first that we have on the podcast. Usually we have, um, you know, people in real estate and finance and different stuff like that, but we've never had an artist on the podcast. You know what uh. I'm saying? So a little bit about our guest today. Our guest is a talented artist originally from the Bronx, New York. Um, he's been featured in some big publications such as the Source Magazine, Lyrical Lemonade, just to name a few. Um, and his work and his dedication to his craft has really earned him a reputation as an up-and-coming artist and entrepreneur in the hip-hop scene. And man, he's creating some dope content on social media. He's been going viral here and there. Um, and, you know, just a lot of high-quality stuff is what I see from this individual. Welcome to Latin Wealth Podcast, Words Life. How you living, bro? What up, what up man? I appreciate you guys having me. I'm living good. I'm yeah. living blessed, you know? Yeah, you blessed, for yeah. sure. Um, man, I want to get into it. Right off the top, before we get into your story and whatnot, where where does the name come from, Where is Life? Where Life is just something, you know, it's been around in hip-hop for a long time. I think the first time I heard it was um, the OC. He dropped the album called Where Life. But it's, in New York, it was just a thing that, you know, people say, like in, in the South, in Texas, they say like real talk and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But, you know, in New York, it's like Word, Word Up, Word yeah, Life, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. I know you hear it in a lot of songs from Jay-Z to... Um, Raekwon to yeah. OC, you know what I mean? So it was just a thing I used to say all the time. And, and you know, my brother was like, yo, you little word life, you know what I mean? Yeah, little yeah. word life, little, you know what I mean? So I, I just, you know, when I started really just rapping, I was like, I don't call me word life, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it also means, you know, you live by your word, you know For what I mean? Sure. Like you, you, everything you you portraying is, you know, is word up, like that's yeah. real. No, I, I think that's, that's so important, especially as an artist, entrepreneur, like your word is everything. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I operate. Like if you tell me you're going to yeah. do something, you I'm going to go it. with it. You Especially know what I'm in the independent world, you know what I mean? Like you, you got to, yeah. everything, your conversations and all that, you got to hold it valuable. You know what I mean? You can't just yeah. be out there spreading some whatever, whatever's, but you know, yeah. yeah. It's, it's I heard real. that. I heard that. So, uh, man, talk to us. I mentioned you're, you're from the, you're from the Bronx. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Talk we'll to us down. about your, your upbringing, your childhood, and how you even got into this space? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm originally from the Bronx, um, you know, and all my family's out there just growing up as a Puerto Rican kid in the Bronx, you know, you're kind of like, you know, you're adapted to the culture of hip hop just because, you know, the birthplace of hip hop is in the Bronx. So, you know, just growing up, you know, the the, the community, the, the environment was just, you know, it was inspiring for me. You know, I used to see everyone out there just, you know, trying to do their part of, be a part of the culture. And it yeah. just kind of inspired me along the way just to, you know, want to rap and just represent from where I'm from, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So Yeah, for sure. Um, man, talk to us about some of your influences. You mentioned Jay-Z. Um, some of your influences growing up that kind of helped you co cultivate the artist that you are today. You know, like I said, like as a, as a Puerto Rican from the Bronx, like, 
you're inspired by a lot of different things, you know, um, a lot of different artists from salsa music to reggaeton to mm -hmm. hip hop. You know, some of my influences was obviously Big Pun. Like he's one of my, everyone to know, they know I'm Big mm -hmm. Pun like in my top five forever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just because he's from where I'm from and mm -hmm. he actually did it. He made mm -hmm. it to a level that, you know, we all wanted to be at and it was just inspiring for me. But, you know, growing up, you know, I had the influences from my family, my my parents too. You know, my mom's cleaning the house, listening to La India and Mark Anthony mm -hmm. and stuff like that. My dad having house parties. He he playing the congas mm -hmm. with, you know, listening to Frankie Ruiz and Willie Colon and, you know, stuff like that. So it's a little bit of everything, you know what I mean? For, for, for me, it was just, and not only that, the environment I was in, just walking outside, you just, you know, like I said, you just, you feel the influence, yeah. you know, because it's the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, so... Music was all around you, was heavily influenced in your life. When did you really feel like, yo, this is what I want to do? Like, this is it right here? Was I, it, yeah, I I, honestly, like, in the beginning, like, I really didn't even care about rapping like that. Like, it, I was more into hip-hop because of the fashion. Like, I I'm, I'm, I was always into the sneakers right. and just the fashion side of everything. And then one day, it was just like my older brothers were the ones that wanted to be rappers. And just one day, they was like, you know... I think we was actually in Connecticut um, at one of my at my brother's house, and him and his friends and my other brother, they was all rapping, and they just kind of put me on the spot, and it just mm -hmm. came so natural that they was like, "Yo, yeah, you know, you might need to, you know, what I'm saying, you might need to pay attention to do something with this," right. and just one thing led to another, you know what I mean? And how old were you? I think I was probably like fourteen or fifteen at the mm -hmm. time, you know, mm -hmm. and my brother just kind of put me on the spot, it was like, "Yo, kick a yeah. rhyme," you know what yeah. I'm saying? I was like, "What?" just playing around like you know what i mean yeah. just kicked around and it's so natural that they were like yo you're pretty good you know what yeah. i'm just like i guess you know what I mean? <laughs> that's crazy so man I, I can attest to the influence that you know new york culture has yeah. on the world because i was telling you before we hit record i'm from cali yeah. so i remember growing up like you know Nas, jay-z to even the fashion, like Tim's. Yeah, I know it'd be hot out there, but we want a pair of <laughs> Tim's in the wintertime. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Yankee Fitty, I mentioned my grandpa from New York. So, like, that that um, that culture is definitely, like, widespread throughout the world. Throughout honestly. the world, yeah, for a long time, too. And not to say that's the only culture that inspired everything, but it's one of the, you know, the leading runners of, of you know, from, like you said, from fashion. It's the fashion district of the world um music you know start mm -hmm. music hip-hop itself you know it started in new york and all that so it's mm -hmm. it's definitely a uh inspiration it should be an inspiration for everybody but i yeah. get everybody got their different cultures because cali did its own thing too you know sure. and, and cali got its own wave that's inspiring to a lot of people you see people in japan who who man riding around in low riders Facts. dressing like like you know Facts. um you know some what they call them cholos or whatever yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in cali you know and it's mm -hmm. that's dope so you know i think it's a little bit of everything but yeah new york is definitely a, a forerunner of all that yeah for sure so you're you're 14 15 you spit your first rhyme you're like okay i'm pretty good at this it's smooth you know what, yeah. what's like the next step you just keep creating are you right now or are you just nah, like i was honestly i was just you know you can find videos of me at 16, 17, you know, in the Bronx, rapping on the corners. Mm -hmm. You know, I started just rapping, battle rapping, really. And it wasn't until I started coming to Dallas a lot more and being in Dallas, because um, my mom was out here. So I, just being in Dallas, like, you know, I got into a little bit of trouble at the time that I had to kind of just stay here for a, lo a little longer than, you know. Mm -hmm. I was always back and forth from Dallas, but at the time, like, I got in a little trouble. I had to sit down for a second, and I started meeting different people 
that was that had studios, promoters, and and engineers and producers out here in Dallas, and that's when I really started like going into like. Mm-hmm the music side of it because before I used to just rap and just freestyle and and be on the corner and you know whatever whatever but it wasn't until I met the guys in Dallas that I was working with um that I created my first studio recording and and shot my first video did my first show and all that and so it really wasn't until I you know that that side of everything really put me in the game I think you know what I mean yeah a hundred percent so I mean you know in business as an entrepreneur networking is like everything right that's how it's yeah. It's not what you know, it's who you know, Thanks. right? Um, as an artist, right? Not even just as a rap artist, as an artist in general, how important is it to network, right? Oh, it's important. Like you got to, especially as an independent artist, you know, you got to, nobody nobody owe you nothing in this world. So, you know, just because you nice on the mic doesn't mean everybody's got to put you on. Like, you know what I mean? So you really got to be out there and and, and just shake hands and and do all that and meet people and network with different people because that's mm-hmm. the only way you're going to meet, you know, certain people that's in certain places you want to be. You For know sure. what I'm saying? Because nowadays it's a little different, I think, because the internet took over. Mm-hmm. Internet's been around a long time, but like the social media just created a whole new wave of people connecting and networking and, and you know, like that's how we met, that's you know what I mean? Met, like, so it's just a way of, smarter not harder i think now yeah, you know yeah. just you don't have to be out there at every event and doing all that anymore you could just you know slide into certain people's dms and yeah. hopefully you know and just yeah. interact and network and and it's very important because you know you can only go so far yourself you know you can only think of so much yourself you know what i mean 100 percent. so you you're networking you're shaking hands out here you record your first video your first well, show man like it seems like maybe things are picking up for you um, talk to us about like the the next step in that that phase, right? So what what was next for it you? It was it was um I was just putting out song. I put out a song um that did really good in Dallas. A lot of DJs started picking it up and started playing it in the clubs and playing it on the radio mm-hmm. stations and inviting me to the radios and so right then and there is when I was like, okay, I need to turn this into like you know because mm-hmm. music is music, but it's also the music business. So right, I was like, right. I got to turn this into the business side of everything. And, and get right, you know what I mean? So the song just, I had a song that started blowing up and then I started just, you know, touring and doing a bunch of different things that just on an mm-hmm. independent level and, and mm-hmm. just getting everything right as far as the business, getting all my paperwork, my back end stuff right. Yeah. So that way when people research my name or streaming my music, I'm getting paid for it now, you know what I mean? So that's just where, you know, that's how it led, you know, to where it's at now. No, I love that. And I love to hit on some of the business side of it because for most of the listeners, we don't know about, you know, how that all works, but yeah. we just, p- people probably just think we just put up, you put up a song yeah. and it goes on Spotify, it just goes everywhere, you just somehow get paid. Nah. Uh, you may not need to like go into like super detail, but when you say getting your paperwork right as an artist, you got, yeah, you, what does that look like? You gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta have your eyes cap or your BMIs, you gotta have all that locked in because you can't get paid without none of that, you know, without mm-hmm. actually putting your music in and publishing your music and not only that, but you don't necessarily need a distro label. I got a distribution label, but you know, the distribution, distribution side of it, like the distro kids and all that is important because now you're getting, it's all in your hands. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like before you used to have to, honestly, I ain't gonna lie. I kind of liked it before. Like when people used to, we used to have to print up CDs and go to corner to corner trying to sell our CDs because it was straight money in your hand, cash in your hand. Now it's going through, 
you getting cents on the dollar mm-hmm. for streaming music, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's cool, but at the same time, it's like, you you know, we used to get $20 a CD, you sell 20, 30 of those in a day, it's a good day, you know? But now you gotta stream double yeah, the amount. Yeah. It made it a little harder, but you know, it's it's still a part of the game. It's still part of the business. So you kind of, you got to adapt to it, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that's just one part of it. The music business is the music business. It's, I'm known for my merch. I'm known for, mm-hmm. for you know, doing features with a lot of artists, doing guest appearances, hosting clubs. And that's that's all, you know, that's all part of the bag. Yeah. The show money and the merch money is the best part of it. So once you start growing your name and start creating an actual fan base for yourself and audience, then you know, you'll start seeing different avenues of, the, of that side of the business, you know? Yeah, so it's super important to diversify your income, not just oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. lean on the, you know what I'm saying, the yeah, streams. Yeah. People, yeah, people rap all day. And it's, I can't, you know, there's a million song rappers out here, you know what I mean? Right, like, you right. know, trying to do the same thing you're doing, but, you know, until you create an audience and create an actual fan base and start putting out merch and start doing shows that's, you know, not just the local, nothing wrong with the local, you know, opening up, Mm-hmm. local showcases and all that but that could only take you so far like until you start getting paid for these shows and ticket sales and all that type of stuff that you're not really seeing the the, the business side of it mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i think it's important for for any artist to do that that's why i did it. i was doing that for a long time like mm-hmm. you know i've been selling merch for you know my clothing line is king of all fresh and my merch everybody know that so it's like it's just a big part of it you know if i was relying strictly on music then i'd probably have to work somewhere else you know like, no, yeah, that's that's a word i mean you i mean the way you're thinking is like how a lot of people should think in general yeah. whether you do have a job like one is way too close to none Thanks. you know what i'm saying way like if close. that stream of income dies yeah. off like that's it but i love how the way you think it's like okay how can we generate some more income merch not, not only that they, yeah. they they just announced that um the spotify's and all the all the streaming platforms are about to like you got to do a lot more now to even get paid. You got to mm. like average a certain amount of streams now in order to get a certain dollar amount, you know? So it's like they're making it a little harder for mm. us to get paid. So that's why you got to really tie into the rest of it because that's where, you know, that's where the money really at for artists. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, no, that's crazy. So I'm thinking like there's specifically on Spotify, they're known for having these different playlists. I, I forgot yeah, the name yeah. of the big playlist on Spotify. There's a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, because uh, I'm, I'm an Apple Music type guy. Yeah. But um, I could just imagine if you get on one of those playlists, how beneficial is that? Oh, it's great. I mean, yeah, that's the goal for Spotify. Yeah. Like, unless, yeah. unless you're a multi-million dollar type of artist that's mm-hmm. just averaging millions and millions of streams then that's how you get on for the average independent artist you the best way to do it to get your streams up is to get on the playlist mm-hmm. and all that i mean i got my my song started catching on to like the lyrical lemonade playlist yeah um a bunch of the big playlists and that's how my streams is mm. you know this way they at you know what i mean right. like it's it's what it is and and yeah. if it wasn't for that like not to say that i don't have a fan base that's going to support it and, and but that you know as an independent artist, you're trying to grow and expand your your horizons. In order to do that, you know these people, these playlists got people from all around the world. You mm-hmm. know, and that's how you grow your audience. So it's very important to get on them playlists. Yeah. I think you know. Um, does it get political? Like, do people be paying to get on them playlists, or is it? There's yeah, there's there's ways of doing it. Um, you know, and I don't knock it. Like, if that's what you gotta do, that's what you, what you gotta do. I don't I don't count nobody's pockets, none of that. But you know. 
you know, I, you know, whatever you got to do, I yeah. guess. You know what I mean? Like, if that's what's going to help you get your streams, or that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's part of the game, I guess. You know, it's For pay sure. to play. You know, it's before the streaming sites, people used to, you know, pay these these promoters to mm. perform at these shows True. and they have to sell tickets and True. stuff like that. So it's, it's a, another form of that, I guess. You know what I mean? So you, you said you're independent, right? Yeah. But you have a distribution deal? Yeah. So w- what does that look like? What? You know what I'm saying? They just handle, they distribute the music where I don't have to, you know, I don't do it all myself and they take mm-hmm. just a small percent of it and then they, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, distribute it to a whole lot of different platforms mm-hmm. that you might not be able to reach yourself, you mm-hmm. know, because a lot of those sites and all that, you need distro representation in order to, to you know, access certain things and, and that's, they're just another machine to help yeah. you do certain things, but you don't necessarily need them these days. But it's good to have, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, it's a blessing I have it because the busier you get as an artist, there's only so much you, you can pay attention to, and you know, you miss certain things, right, you're missing out on money, and that's why they're there. They they handle the back end to make sure you're good. Every it takes a team for everybody. For like, sure. there's no there's no artist in the world that ever blew up just by mm-hmm. themselves. Like, it takes a team, so that's just a part of your team. Like, you know. Yeah. So, how do you feel about artists? signing deals and being independent right you obviously you're independent but like there's probably definitely pros and cons to both but what do you what, does it depend on people's situations or i think yeah it depends on the situation you know i've known i know artists that came from from the mud just like me that that they signed their deals and they're doing good and some got shelved and kicked off the labels and mm-hmm. you know but I think it's good because you, then you got a machine behind you. You don't need it. You know, you could do everything yourself these days, but it's good to have that machine that's going to put in the 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 money you might not have yourself into certain things. Mm-hmm. And, and not only that, they're going to put a strong promotion behind you to get their money back. You know what I mean? So then that creates the audience for you. So whether you off the label later on down the line, at least you built an audience. So, you True. know, that's just a part of, of why it's kind of good. But, you know, there's also bad deals. I think it depends on the deal that mm-hmm. you get, you know. There's a lot of three sixty deals that's going on. Some do good, some do bad. So it just depends. Yeah. And I feel like when you sign them deals, the expectation is just so much higher. Because like you said, yeah. they're investing in you, so they want to see a return on that investment. Oh, yeah. And fast. You know, they right, don't want no 20-year artists <laughs> making back the right, little right. 360 deal that they signed you for. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's when you get shelved and that's mm-hmm. when you get left behind because that's they're like, okay, this is a bad investment. It's like any investment. You know, mm-hmm. you you buy into a house or anything. You, you put the money in, you do all the work into it, and it doesn't sell for what you want it. Do you go less and try to compromise, or do you just hold off till you get your money back? You know what I mean? It's the same thing. They're gonna hold off until they can make their money back. You know, and you still got to continue working because then because you got fans to please and all that. So it, it's on you after that. <laughs> That's crazy. So, um, how, where's where's your mindset at? Like, are you more of the independent? You want to continue this route, or are your options open? Can you even speak I'm, about that? <laughs> I'm, my options is open. Yeah, yeah, you know, if I get a deal, I get a deal. You know, do I need a deal? Do I want a deal? Sure. Yeah. But do I need it? Not necessarily, but, you know, it'd be good to have. You mm-hmm. know, it's just going to sure. fast forward everything. That's all it is, you know. Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, there's obviously pros and cons to both, but when you have a deal, it's it's good to put money behind an artist that's already doing it. Yeah. That already has emerged, that already has experience, you know, uh, touring and whatnot. I'm the whole package. The fast. whole package. Yeah. You have content already, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Opposed to somebody that doesn't have all that, um, they get the, the push and the work ethic is not there. It's not there. It's, they don't that's know. what it is, right. But honestly, you know, 
that's why they go for artists like that, I think, you know, mm. because I know my side of the business and I know certain things that they can't take advantage of, you know, and I'm already so established on my own that they're like, yo, you know, we can't take advantage, you know, because yeah, the yeah. deals, are, a lot of deals, they're going to, it's just like anything else. They're yeah. going to take the best part and give you the rest, you know, and they might not be able to do that with someone that's knowledgeable of everything that's been through the game. So that's why a lot of these younger artists, they come and grab them and, and just throw them in a deal that they so excited they get a deal and they think it's the best thing in the world, but then you don't hear from them for the next three to five years, you know? You're wondering what happened to them, like, yeah. you know, even a lot of artists here in Dallas that I know that got signed to deals, like, once they got signed, like, what happened to them? You don't know where they at no more. You gotta mm. go and see what they doing. They doing things on the low, on their own, still making money, still making their things shake, but, you know, it's not what they thought it was gonna be, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's crazy, cold game, man. It's a cold, cold game. game. It's, a cold, it's one of the, it's the hard, entertainment business, the hardest no, business to get yeah, into, man. man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I can only imagine. So, you know, with you having this knowledge, do you have somebody that's like giving you the game, a mentor or something like that? Like, where are you learning this from? Honestly, man, I've I've, I've never had like a, a good like a management team like mm -hmm. that. Um, everything was just learning. Like, I've learned. I've been in. Like you said, networking, being in all these events, being in the streets, being in all these places, just learning and, and mm. growing and meeting people and, and understanding. I took a lot of L's, but those L's were never losses to me. Those were lessons. You know, I learned a lot of lessons in the game that helped me get to my W's, you know what I'm saying? So mm. that's how I look at it. Um, but either way, it's, it's a blessing. Like everything is a, to me is a blessing. It's a, I'm thankful and grateful for any opportunity, whether I'm performing in front of three or five people or shows that i've done as three to five thousand people you know what i mean like mm -hmm. like i'm just blessed for every opportunity and i take every opportunity like like it's a big thing you know like for sure and and that's what helps me grow so you know i just i was a student to the game that's that's yeah. how i look at it and i learned from i was always the youngest in the crews so i learned from all the yeah. guys around me but not to say that they was just people in the industry they were just the guys around me and, and yeah i'm just learning through experience i guess for sure no i love that i love the and you said something important in my opinion. You said it don't matter if three, five people there, yeah. uh, you're gonna give it your all. Always. You know, always you give to. it your all. Because when you get to three to five thousand people, yeah, you, you know, know what, what saying? you're doing. <laughs> you're gonna know what you're doing, right? Yeah. So um Honestly, I performed at a lot of like showcases. There was nobody there. I've traveled, went to mm -hmm. different bars, but then I've been on tour with legends like Nipsey Hustle, where I'm performing really? in front of thousands of thousands of people you know and people know my songs they mm -hmm. know who i am you know what i mean so it's like talk I feel to like, us about that experience oh man rest in peace the legend yeah. the, the marathon continues man but yeah i was out here um i know a guy uh, uh in dallas he's a promoter he was putting together he puts together a lot of events out here in the dfw and he had a connection with nipsey so he did a nipsey run we did a three-city run it was dallas um houston and san antonio mm. and it was amazing man it was like we were performing out of the house of blues and and, and it was just a dope feeling man just being next Crazy. to a next to a legend what year was this ah, man, i got i think it was i got a look i think it was 2018 okay this is maybe like crenshaw or something like that mixtape this was right yeah this was when he dropped the um this is right when he dropped the um um you proud to pay the last uh, uh what's the song Oh. Last time I checked. Yeah, last oh, time okay, I checked. Okay, okay, okay. The okay. what's the 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 what's the album called? Uh, Victory Lab. Victory Lab, right? Okay, That's yeah. when he just dropped that, and it Damn, was going no, that... crazy. And my guy Smooth Vega, he put together the whole um, three city run, and it was just you know I was the opening act. You know, it was just dope. Like it was a it was an amazing feeling, and 
you know, being able to meet him and talk to him was just, you know, it was yeah. dope. Even though it was just a quick interaction, it was just, yeah. you know, later on, a few years later, he passing away, you know, now I cherish that moment. Like, wow, like, I got to do that. I was blessed to be able to do that, you know what I mean? And the way I was able to get on that show was because the connection and the networking I had with the promoter who, you know, mm-hmm. he booked me for shows when I was first doing my thing in Dallas and he seen me and seen the growth and he thought I fit right for the, for the opening act slot. And you know, that's how I got on. Just being around him, whether it was a brief moment or just watching him from afar, what did you learn from him? What was like the biggest thing you learned from him? Just man, just how to stay humble and and just, just appreciate the moment. You know, that's Mm -hmm. one thing I really felt that he was doing. He was, cool with everybody that was the staff the everybody that was there working like you know all the fans after the show he made sure to get a picture with everybody he just and he didn't seem tired he didn't seem bothered mm-hmm. he didn't seem in a rush he didn't seem none of that he was just appreciating the moment and he cherished it and you could just feel that energy you know what i mean just mm-hmm. saying what up man? hey what up you know what i mean oh we we in the next city yeah yeah you know just just seeing that 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 just seeing him do his thing, just seeing him walk around, it was just inspirational. It was just like, damn, like that's that's how it's gotta be. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? No matter what, you gotta stay humble no matter how big you get and and be grateful. And I, that's one thing I felt from him. Man, I love that because you said pun is in your top five. I always. think Nip is always in my top five. Yeah. Well, no matter what, like Nip five. always in my top five. That's so five. I, that's dope to hear. And I love that because that's you know, you learning from him or learning that is, yeah. is just like, it's a testament to his character. Nice. Like I heard a, a quote one time that says, you got to watch how people treat folks that they don't need. Wow. Right. I'm sure that there's a lot of people on that stands that Nip didn't, they don't, he don't really need, he can't really benefit from them, yeah. but he treats them with character. He, he treats appreciates them. Like, them he appreciates them. Yeah. Us as human beings, that's how we got to be with each other. We got to just appreciate us as just you know, we all walks of life and we all got different experiences that we can learn from and grow from. So I felt like, you know, him especially, he 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 knew that, you know, and he, yeah. he portrayed that. And I think he treated, like I said, he treated everybody, the staff, the everybody that was there, he made sure to take pictures, made sure everybody was good. It was just, yeah. it was that feeling. That's crazy. So besides what you learned from Nip, what is maybe one other thing that you learned from being this rap game, being in the entertainment industry, and in this space, what's one thing you learned? It's one thing I learned. Like the biggest a, thing you learned. It's a cold world. Cold world, huh? <laughs> it's a cold world, man. Nah, it's just, I've just learned to be grateful and be humble. And, and just really, that's one thing that I, a lot of artists are not these days. They may or may not, I don't know. But I just learned that you got to be grateful because the time is going to come mm-hmm. and go. And, and mm-hmm. the only thing you're going to have left is those memories of doing them shows, traveling, touring, and all that. And, I think that's um just being grateful and being humble, you know what I mean? That's one thing I've 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 learned through the years, you know yeah. what I mean? Speaking about touring, what are some of your your favorite cities that you've hit that every time man. you go like it's going to be lit? I've been on tour with a lot of artists, man, from small to big. Like I said, Nipsey, I've been on tour with legends like Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um I mean, I've been on tour with a lot of people, uh Currency. Mm-hmm. We did a, a two city run with DMX, like, you know man. what I mean? Like it's man, like it's if you could pick two cities, oh man, they're going to be lit. Honestly, I besides all the touring, besides all the touring, I think um, my favorite shows when I headlined Mexico. I, I went wow. to, um, I got booked in Cancun a few years to headline some major festival out there. Then I got booked the year after that. My show there led me to another book in the year after that in Playa de Carmen, 
And then after that, I got booked in Guadalajara and just mm. seeing the fans that, as a Puerto Rican kid that, that you know, from New York, just rapping his shit, like, just seeing that, they're like, and they loving it. Yeah, they, loving they, you know, it. As soon as I got into the airport, they I sold out the merch before I even left the airport, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like a fire, like, it was a dope feeling. It was a genuine feeling that I feel like, you know, it's it, you don't get that everywhere. Yeah, for sure. Man, it's crazy. So, speaking about Fast forwarding a little bit, what? How do you feel about the current state of hip hop and where it's at right now? I mean, uh, overall, as far as like creatively, what you, what you're hearing, you know, what you're seeing out there, it's at a down. It's at a down. You know, it's it's down right now, okay. but it doesn't mean it's it doesn't mean we going back up. I think right now it's just so saturated with mm. what everybody's saying and doing. There's nothing new under the sun no more. So mm. now it's just hard to, not hard, but it's just finding ways of just doing something different which is hard because you know before when a lot of the legends were coming up a lot of the stuff they was doing was new to the world you know now all of this has been done and said so i think it's at a it's at a you know it's at a standstill right now and i think it's gonna you know some of the newer generations coming in and they changing the game changing the look of it and and it's just gonna blow back up you know what i mean but as of right now, I think there's some work to do. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely. I can definitely agree to that. I'm like, man, a lot of the hip hop stuff I'm listening to is like old school stuff. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's going back to that. But um, on the flip side, when it comes when we're talking about like Latinos and reggaeton, yeah, we up right now. We up right now. I don't, you know, yeah. I, I let it be known. That's what the clip that went super viral is is just representing from you know my heritage and my culture of where we come from you know yeah, what i mean yeah talk about it and and not only that like you got the 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 reggaeton and, and the salsa music and all that that's on the island but i'm representing for the ones that's you know we in new york we 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 the mainland ones mm-hmm. you know so it's different yeah. and but it doesn't mean we can't represent for for all of us for you know sure. like reggaeton artists is up right now and and you know for one Puerto Rican artist to be in the top three or top five of the world of all artists, like it's it's just inspirational. It's inspiring mm-hmm. to see. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that we created whatever, whatever, but we definitely had an impact in a lot of the music and a lot of the stuff that's happening today. You could walk into a random restaurant and and just hear Bro. in the background it'd probably be a Bad Bunny song or or Carol G or whatever. Like it'd just be some music you just vibe to. You're not gonna listen to. You know, yeah. rap in a ra- you know a random place like that. You know, no, that's, bro, that's a fact. So you brought up Japan earlier, yeah. and my wife and I actually went to Japan this year. Oh wow, nice. Yeah, and so we were walking around and we heard some Bad Bunny, and I'm like, that's how you know, that's like you we know. we up right now. And what's crazy, they don't know the words. They don't, they don't know the speak words. Spanish, you don't know no, the words. You're like, how the hell you know those words? <laughs> <laughs> like, you got Puerto Rican that don't even speak Spanish, don't even know the words. Right. You got Japanese people that know it word for word. It's amazing. Like to me, it's amazing. It's like yeah. insp- inspirational because it's like it's motivation for any younger artist that you know that was coming that's coming out the island just trying to do their thing. Like you got the world in your hands now. It's not just the island. The islands are small. It's a small place. It's 100 by 35 miles, and it's a population of 3 million people, right? There's 800 billion people in the world. That's not even 1% of the, of the world, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and the impact yeah. we have is just like, it's it's amazing. It's like, you know, to be in the top five of, of all artists all around the world, and, and it's just yeah. motivation, you know what I mean? And it's crazy because it seemed like when it comes to Spanish music, reggaeton, and that, those genres, it seemed like if you hit, in those genres, like you are global, yeah, right. Nice. When it comes to hip hop, 
you got to be like really, really big and well known to hit globally, like a Drake. You got to be a Drake or yeah. somebody like that. You know what I mean? Or because or... I don't know if they're listening to to Young Boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. All over the world. You might, you might you have might. some kids that's you know listening to stuff here and there, but it's not on a global yeah. level right, like right. that. You know, you got to be a Drake or a Taylor Swift, or now proud to say as a Puerto Rican, like now a Bad Bunny. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And a lot of Puerto Rican artists might not like some of the stuff he's saying or doing, but it's still representation of, 100%. you know, the heritage. And it's like, yo, we putting us, you putting us on a, we was already on the map. Now you putting us on the globe. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's dope. My little island is crazy. A lot of talent coming out of there. A lot of talent. And not only that, just not even the music from everything. From everything. Sports to, to movies. You know, there's a, um, the EGOT, the EGOT Awards is, uh, is the Emmys, um, the Grammys, the Oscars, and the Tonys. There's only 16 actors that actually have that all those awards, and one of them is a Puerto Rican, mm. Rita, uh, Rita Moreno. So mm. it's like you know, it's the inspiration is in all industries. So okay, it's like man. you know, we there. <laughs> Does that inspire you to want to create um, reggaeton or Spanish music, or do you want to stick with the, the the hip-hop? Like, what is your thoughts about? Oh no, nah, I definitely do. I love to work with. I got a lot of you know a lot of these. Um, clips that's been coming out that I've been um, dropping on some content they've all been reaching out to me a lot of artists independent artists that's trying to do their thing from Puerto Rico to Dominican Republic everywhere they're reaching out to me they want to work and I want to work I just did a artist with uh, I did a song with an artist um, in Italy Sorrento mm. and he's releasing a song I'm featured on it and you know I'm speaking my Spanglish shit on there like it's, it's dope like I, I think working with artists that's outside of the hip hop um, umbrella like it's it's it'll reach more you For know sure. it'll go further and as a businessman on top of that like it's just smarter like it's For just, sure. why you think Drake did a song with Bad Bunny and yeah. all that you know why they they you know because he going to, he, he to the UK and he doing yeah you, know you wanna you wanna tap into the world you can, yeah. you can only do so much as a hip hop artist you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah no that's crazy um man so continue to talk about you know the current state of hip hop what what are your thoughts on folks selling their masters or keeping their masters like overall when you know when you get down that line when you have a catalog of music and people selling it what, do you, what are your thoughts about that i think future so his for i forgot how many like 100 million i don't forgot mm-hmm. how many millions a lot but i think it's smart like mm-hmm. you know you just securing the bag like right, you know right. you you could run up the you already ran up the bag releasing the, the work mm-hmm. now you ran it up by selling it to you know it's kind of like when you have property or a house and, right. and a corporate or whoever wants to come and buy it off you and they buy it for more you're like oh shit hell yeah, yeah i'm gonna sell it you know why not you yeah. know and then i'm gonna go and put it into a lot of other new things so do you think my question to you is like someone like a future do you think maybe he sold it prematurely or maybe he recognized like maybe it hit my peak i think he recognized it I yeah think. Future's one of my favorite artists. I'm not gonna lie. Like he's one of the, you know, I'm a hip hop head, but Future one of the game changers of the the industry. And I think he knew he knew what he was doing. He's certain artists they hit their peak, even though they might not be at their people might not think of them as like, oh, they at their peak, you know, they about to go. He might have felt that, you Mm -hmm. know, and he sold it. But that doesn't say he could drop another album and do the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. And then he and who knows down the line, he could do it again and make you know, when things slow up for him. But not only that, it's a generational thing. I think he creating generational wealth for mm-hmm. himself and, and artists like that. It's what, that's what the goal in life is, create that generational wealth. And, and I think that's what they're doing because that 
hundred to two hundred, whatever million dollars could go into a lot of other things, you know, instead of waiting for it to for sure stream and catch yeah. up to ba- you know, calculate the bag, you know. True, that's very true. So I wanna go back to what you were doing, what you're doing now with creating the content that's been going viral and whatnot. Yeah. It's like uh if you watch some clips, I don't even think that people would know that you were artists. Yeah, right? nah, they, they just yeah. see it and vibe with it yeah. and then they go to your page and oh he, he can rap he got music and whatnot so yeah. that's how people are finding out about you what made you want to start creating those clips and shout out to you guys because it's like high production and stuff it ain't no uh, janky stuff you know, i should shoot all that in here in dallas okay um, xr214 studios um not too far from here actually um you know actually one of the guys that that films that records it and and edits it and all that mm. his name is um mo and he's one of the guys that i met when i was first out here learning and and one of the first studio he was the one who recorded my first studio mm. um album and my first studio record and all that so we've been rocking for a long time and and it was really i was shooting a music video for trust issues and that's the one that's been kind of going crazy right now but at the end of the video we were just, everybody left. We were just trying to create some type of, you know, he was like, yo, let's do some interview stuff. Let me ask you some questions and, and you know, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, all right. And he was like, well, what should we talk about? I was just like, I don't know. I was like, let's talk about, I think the Bad Bunny song or something was playing in the background. I was like, let's talk about how Bad Bunny took over the industry. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, some organic. It, it was so organic Damn, that it just. crazy. And then, I, and honestly, when by the time I released it, we had shot it. And probably three months later is when I got the clip. And I'm like, mm-hmm. let me do I didn't think it was gonna do what it did. And I dropped it and it just went crazy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you know, I just like, all right, well, let's do another interview, you know, and, and you know, just one thing led to another and, and it's just been going crazy since. <laughs> now I love that because you recognize, you know, um the moment. I mean, it was you try to take advantage of what was going on in that moment. You mentioned yeah. being present earlier. Yeah. And um just taking a risk. We're trying something different. Let's but, you know, it, it's, it's one thing I one thing I say I like I right, I'm gonna say this, but it's like it's gotta be factual. It's like everything I say is gonna be facts. It's representing fact. my heritage that that my Puerto Rican side of everything because it's not a you know, even though we're big in the industry, you don't just have too many Puerto Ricans out there representing like that. You know, they try to wash us out of a lot of industries. They try to make sure like for hip hop example, you know, we know it's a it's a black creative mm-hmm. business uh, industry culture, but it's it also you know the Puerto Rican side of it. We've yeah we've contributed to that. For you sure, know? we've definitely contributed to hip hop and all that. So they try to wash us out of everything. So it's like, you know, I'm just gonna talk my side of everything, mm-hmm. you know, and and represent for us, you know. That's what's up, man. I love <laughs> to see that. Um, man, we can start wrapping this thing up. Word. So what's what what's next for you? Like, what are some things that you have on the radar? Do you have any projects? Anything that you want to? I got I got this new song about the job called Cuban Link. I'm okay. about to shoot the video for it out here in Dallas, actually. Um, and just just moving, man, moving with the time, moving with the whatever comes, moving yeah. with every opportunity. I got a lot of podcasts and stuff that I'm about to be featured on. Um, and just running with the opportunities, man. That's yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything you can find, everything I'm doing on the on the gram, I am World Life kingofallfresh.com like you can find it all on my page and and you know what i mean everything i do is is out there i, mm-hmm. I document everything i do <laughs> i love that so everything that he listed will link it in the description of this podcast um and before we go I always ask my guests who is one person that needs to be on the latin wealth podcast on the latin wealth um, the only rule is you got to know this person you know i don't um 
I got a few guys, man. Okay. I got a few guys. Um, um, two people I know for sure. One guy that's actually out here in Dallas. His name is Smooth Vega. He's 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 behind a lot of major stuff that's going on out here. Um, another one would be my guy in Brooklyn, Cortez. He's a battle rapper, one of the okay. first Latino. Puerto Rican battle rappers to to make it to the level that he's at doing amazing things. So, you know, those are two people and if, you know, I'll put the word in for well, you. We'll have to get tapped in with him. But yeah. before we go, did you have any last words or anything that you want to say to the audience out there? Um, you know, stay humble, stay grateful, you know, keep moving. That's it. Yeah. I am I am where life. Follow me on all socials. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. With that being said, it's your boy Chris, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace. Shh, <laughs>